Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What's going on? It's Dave Mormon here, Home Service Business Coach. We're coming at you with another podcast episode today live. Uh, we're going to be diving in in just one minute here. Just got to give it up to our show sponsors. Uh, we've got Jobber and we've got Nice Job, which we've been using inside my service business. Uh, Jobber is really making sure we stay really organized. I call it the brain of my business. Absolutely love the software there. And Nice Job helps us collect our coveted five-star Google reviews. You guys know how important those are on Google, making sure that you can tell your customers how awesome of a job you're doing. So if you've not yet checked out either of those uh, and you're wanting to take your business seriously and scale it up, check those out inside the show notes uh, right below the description here on the episode. Um, so today, I wanted to pop on, I wanted to talk about uh, a, a pretty key thing that I've been seeing with members I'm working with and also inside my own business and life and just wanted to share some thoughts around that. And that is the difference of, are you building your business for the long-term here or are you just thinking short-term, right? And so I'm gonna unpack a couple tangible things uh, regarding that. And I've had this in a post recently actually on, uh, on social media and, and seemed to resonate uh, with it with a few people and so I just wanted to deep dive a little bit more into the content there okay so I really think like how you answer that question is going to really define the output that you have in your business right um, and so someone who's building their business for the long term for the long haul wants to really build a lasting asset they're going to go about growing their business in an entirely different fashion than somebody who just goes and, you know, prints off 200 flyers and starts passing them out just because they want to make, you know, a quick buck in the summertime. So it's really important, right? The short-term mindset is going to obviously want quick wins and quick success and kind of like almost microwave their, their meal where more the long-term thinker, it's like a slow burn, right? It's, it's more done over time. I'm not talking days, weeks, or months. I'm talking like years or decades even. That's the type of person that's really going to grow. And that's, you know, a really good quote is like, you, people tend to underestimate what they can accomplish in three or five years, but they actually overestimate what they can accomplish just in a single year, right? And I think that's like so true in business. We think like we want to, you know, do whatever a million dollars this year and have all these trucks and do this and do that. It's like definitely that can be done, um, not the norm, but it can be done. But if you actually stretch out your timeline a little more, you know, what if we looked at doing that in three years time so that we can actually have things that are sustainable, right? You don't want to just like spike up and have a massive month and then like fall flat on your face and lose all the momentum, right? You want to be like building this thing solid. Uh, and I really think if you keep like this more long-term horizon on what you're building, 
um, that's how you're going to be achieving success. Okay. So I just wanted to go over like a few points here um, that I had in my post, right? The, the short-term mindset, let's talk about that. Okay. So I think first of all, short-term mindset is going to say, you're going to use the word I more than the word we. Um, this was really drilled into me throughout my student painting days, right? Where we were really taught like um, you have a team and I really started talking about we, right? I had a number of colleagues in a sister student painting brand and they were always talking like we, 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 my team. And I was like, what is going on here? Like, I've never really heard of that before. So, you know, we want to achieve $300,000 this year. Uh, we want to achieve a 20% net profit. Uh, we want to put two more trucks on the road. We want to move into, you know, this neighboring market. We want to get a thousand recurring customers. We want to get into Christmas lights, right? We, we, we. And so I'd even have like friends and family be like, why are you always saying we? Like, isn't it just you? Uh, and it's like, yeah, it maybe it is just me right now, but you're programming your psychology for building a team. Um, and again, over the long term, I knew that I wanted to build something with, with we uh, and build something, you know, really greater than just Dave himself, than just I. So I'm drinking coffee while I'm making this episode, so don't mind the pauses. Uh, but you want to start programming your vocabulary with we, because uh, if you want to truly do anything great, I believe in business and life, you got to do it with other people, right? There's this, there's the, the phrase, right? If you want to um, go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, then go together, right? It's like a famous uh, African proverb. And I think it's a really good one that speaks to that, right? And so even if it's just you right now and someone helping you, or you have like two employees, start talking about we, right? And the team. And when your team members start saying like we and us and like team, it's like pretty cool to hear where it's like, man, this, our team's now picking up on calling us we. Um, and so keep, keep kind of that central in your mind. It's, it's a we thing uh, and it's a team thing here, what you're building, okay? Um, second thing, a short-term mindset will say, uh, I have to do a good job on this job um, so that I get paid, right? Um, someone with a more long-term mindset is going to be saying, uh, hey, I want to build our brand locally uh, for the next 10 years with a sustainable business, right? And, and because of that, I want to just do a good job because I don't really care about getting paid today. Yes, it's important, but I really want to win a client for life, right? That's more my big game where the short term is just like, let's do a good job right now so that I get paid. And so I think like smart entrepreneurs always see like the thing behind the thing. And so like, yeah, you're going you're knocking on a door, you're selling someone a $250 window clean. That's great. They pay and it doesn't end there, right? It's like, okay, they paid. Uh, Mrs. Smith, when can we actually get you back on our schedule? Most of our clients actually join on like a schedule with us so that you just don't have to think about it. Uh, we've got, you know, quarterly available or two times a year or one time a year. Um, what do you think would be the best for you and your life, right? Pause, shut up, let them, let Mrs. Smith answer, right? That's the long term. How do we get Mrs. Smith paying today, but also locking in for future appointments, right? It's like this haircut model, right? You got to come every single month, get your haircut. It's just recurring. How do you get your clients to do that? That's what I'd be thinking if I'm building a business long term, right? Again, if I'm just getting flyers, dropping them in a door, getting a quick win for beer money, I could really care less about Mrs. Smith in six months now, right? We'll probably 
our paths will never probably cross again. Um, and that's just a really short-term mindset. Um, I, and another quick thing coming up, guys, like building your business for the short term, it's very expensive, right? You got to get that customer one time. You don't service her again. You got to go get another customer and another one versus the long term. Like you have a really low marketing spend because you do such a good job and your quality is so good and your experience is so good and your service you offer is so good. And you're not going to need to go get those same amount of customers every single year that Bob over here is going to need to go get. And so just keep that in mind too. Like it's a more efficient business model. Um, like someone's once said, right? Like doing a good job is a really good business model. It's like economically speaking, like it is a really good business model. So start thinking long-term how we can get people in the pipeline uh, for the long-term. And I honestly think that's not like a weird email of a maintenance program or like, you know, we come out this many times a year, like it just gets confusing. Like I just think when the job is done, talk to the customer in person or call Mrs. Smith after and ask when you can get her back on your schedule again. I think we don't ask enough uh, and we need to be bold and start defending our businesses and start booking people in more recurring. Again, keeping that long-term mindset is just so important. Uh, third point, short-term says, I'd rather do the work myself because employees are hard to find and unreliable. Yes, employees, really good employees are hard to find. It's gotten harder for them to find it. We won't do a podcast on that, but that doesn't excuse the fact that that's still our primary responsibility as a business owner is to run a profitable business with the team in place, right? Um, versus someone with a long-term mindset is going to say exactly this, right? With the right recruiting and hiring process, great people are out there. And as a business owner, I need to take ownership over this process, right? And kind of like time for a gut check if you're listening here. Like, honestly, if you're struggling to get people, look back at your last seven or 14 days and just say out loud right now, how many hours did you spend actually looking for people? I bet your answer will be zero, one, or two. Um, if you're spending higher than that, it's just going to be a message of keep doing what you're doing so long as you're doing the right process because good people will come out there. But generally, people spend more time complaining about the problem than they do trying to get a remedy for the problem, right? And so complaining doesn't do anything good for your business, right? I think recognize that there's a problem, but also when there's a problem, I look at our competitors in our market, everyone's having this problem. I see opportunity because that's where really, I think is one of our team's skill sets is how to build out a team and get great people on our team to join in what we're building here. So always look back in the mirror, right? Your, your business's problems, it's just a mirror like that you're looking into and it's just shining back at you. So like you are responsible for your business's success. You're also responsible for your business's failure. Yeah, that's a heavy load to take and process as a business owner. But I think sometimes business owners are like, there's no good people out there. Blame the world, blame the economy. But we never actually look in ourselves and be like, hey, Bill, tell me what your three-year vision is, right? Do you have a solid budget? Hey, Bill, how many hours of the last 14 days have you actually spent recruiting? Um, hey, Bill, how come your friends and your family like don't really want to hang out with you? How come people don't reach out to you asking for advice? Like you're just not a very positive uh, light in the world. People don't really want to be around you. You tend to repel people while you're repelling employees. Maybe, Bill, we should work on ourselves and actually make this a sweet place to work 
actually go through like some training and rough, you know, um, smooth out some of your rougher edges. And maybe some people will actually want to hang out a little bit more with you. Right. And so it's a tough thing to, to kind of go through, but I think that's a pretty normal contractor attitude just to quickly point the finger when we need to actually like point the mirror and look inside and be like, wow, how are we actually going about our life? Uh, and I'm not saying this is true for everybody. There's different markets, right? I, I've coached uh, a, a lot of people now in different states and we see different trends, right? Some markets, my market, for example, um, fairly affluent, easier to get clients than it is to get people, right? Other markets, um, you know, maybe tougher to get those high paying clients, but they're, you know, my, my um, clients are putting up a job ad and they're getting like way more people than we would get in our market, but then they have a harder time getting clients. So it's like, be careful what you wish for. The grass is not always greener. Your market's going to kind of be anywhere in that continuum where it may be a little bit easier to get people or maybe a little bit easier to get jobs, but there's no market that's like, it's so easy to get jobs. And there's like 10 people lining up around the block that want to be a technician for me, right? Those markets don't exist. It's just a, it's a sliding scale. And if one market has the great paying clients, people are like, oh, what a great place to build a business. Let's go over there, you know, go there, set up shop. And then it's like, oh, it's really hard to get people. So don't, if you're changing your like business location every year, uh, I would say that's a problem, right? You may have a problem with the grass is greener syndrome. Um, and so just like dig your heels in and build an incredible business where you are. Um, that, that's kind of would be my advice for, for that at this point. Uh, short-term mindset again, right? This one's good. I'll invest in myself when I have more time. That's what short-term says, right? Passes the book book on their own learning. I'll invest in myself when I have the time. Uh, long-term mindset. The more I invest in myself as an entrepreneur means the business will be better in the future. The long-term mindset would also say, how could I not afford to invest in myself right now? Because I have a responsibility to myself, my family, my business to grow this into a real asset. Um, like we're not playing Mickey Mouse here, right? Like you're building a real business. Uh, how about structuring it properly so that we don't waste any time and we build a solid foundation? So I think the, the best businesses that will survive the long term have an owner with like a very serious appetite for learning and growth and really wanting to build something of lasting value. The, the short-term businesses are run by a short-term business owner, short-term thinking, calls their people helpers, um, you know, work, this person works uh, for me. Uh, the long-term is like, this person works with me. We're a team. We're building something for the long-term. We don't want people just taking jobs. We want to build careers. Um, my people aren't a technician, right? We're, they're technicians, but in hybrid roles in entry-level management positions because I view technicians as entry-level managers. We want to move them up through our training process and really see where their secret skills are, right? Not all my technicians are going to be great in sales or great in the office, right? Or great in marketing or great in operations, but we can start to identify where they're going to be great and start coaching them in specific skills to level them up. You want to be advancing people in your company. That's how someone building it for the long-term thinks. Again, we over I, and I'm always thinking, how's this person, where's their zone of genius and how can I coach them up in that area so that, um, you know, the business can be an incredible machine or everybody can bring their talents to the table and we can really build something awesome together. Okay. Uh, 
Um, this one's really good too. I'll drop my prices because I need more work, right? Um, again, whole nother episode. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of discounting. We do it uh, seldomly when we need to book our schedule, particularly in shoulder seasons to be able to build a gap in our schedule. Um, and so a short-term mindset just says, I need work, so I'm going to drop the prices, right? Um, and then the long-term mindset is going to say, rather than drop the prices, I'm actually more excited about the seeds we planted today, i.e. relationships made than what we harvested today, right? I.e. booked work. So if someone's coming to me saying, you know, I booked a $5,000 account today, uh, I'm going to be really happy for you. But what I'd be more happy hearing is like, I made five key relationships today at my BNI group, which I believe will turn into great long-term relationships, which will lead to work, right? Or another seed planted. I went out and put up 40 bandit signs today in my area. I know that in two weeks from now, I will lose 10 or 12 of them, but I'll still have 28 of them standing and I will have tens of thousands of cars drive by and see my brand in their area, right? Seed planting for a future uh, investment harvest. So, you know, we should really get excited. It's just a dopamine rush, right? You get a big job, you get, you know, a win in your business. That's a dopamine rush. That's like a harvest to celebrate. But again, like, don't focus so much on the outputs. Like I would be more obsessing on the inputs, right? What can I put into the machine that will create that output? And how can I go about that sticking to like a steady schedule and actually make sure that my inputs are right, therefore going to create uh, an excellent output. So be really focused on planting seeds uh, and don't just look at dropping prices because you need like a quick win uh, and we need to book the schedule. Again, time and a place for that but don't be reliant on this model where you only get people when you're running like a, a price promotion. Um, that's a very like dangerous way to build a business. Uh, another one, I don't know what this is five or six, but um, working in the business is really good for psychology here, right? Short-term working in the business is how I get paid, right? Long-term, I'm going to invest the profits back into the business and build a real asset that can run without my constant involvement, right? hugely hugely important right you want to be so so careful with this in your psychology for how you're building the business right um so working in the business is how i get paid right i'm on site again we've talked about this right the skills to pressure wash a home drastically different from the business skills to run a business and so if you view yourself as that's how you get your your wage okay fine that's okay i'm fine with you working in the business for $25, $30 an hour, whatever it is. But what are we actually doing with the net profits that we're making, right? And the long-term says, hey, I did $200,000 this year. I paid myself and I still have $50,000 of net profit. The wise long-term entrepreneur here is going to say, okay, cool. I'm going to invest those profits at $50,000 back into the business because I want to build a real asset that's able to run without my constant involvement. And I have reinvested our profits going on six years now in the business. We're taking the money, we're buying vans, we're getting more equipment, we're hiring key people. We are investing in our Christmas light stock. We're looking at adding new services. Uh, we are growing the business, right? That's what we're doing with the profit. I'm not taking the profit out and going and buying like a really nice boat or a brand new sports car, right? It's just 
one, I'm not very materialistic, which is helpful. And two, uh, I'm viewing this business for the long term. I want to build a real asset here, a real home service business that stands the test of time, can be profitable, can run without Dave. And I would rather forego my Audi R8 and my boat to make that happen. Now, would I have an Audi R8 in 10 or 15 or 20 years after I invest and continue to double down with the profits? Maybe, but like, quite honestly, probably not, right? I'd probably rather uh, rent a sports car for a weekend uh, than have to have the thing parked in my driveway. Um, I've actually never totally thought about that, but that is just kind of how my brain works for me. Like you got to look at what fires you up as a person, right? I've got friends, they're huge car guys, right? Like they literally, they're about, that's their brain. Oh, Mercedes released a brand new, whatever. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm pretty happy just driving uh, my Mazda CX-5, right? I work from home and I don't, uh, don't really care. Now, granted, yeah, it would be awesome to have a Tesla uh, one day. And, and, you know, hopefully that's going to be a reality and, and with the cost of fuel and everything. But, you know, to get a Tesla or a nice car to post it on social media so my friends think I'm, I'm a baller, I could really care less. I'd probably do the opposite, right? And actually more downplay it and not be showing it off. It's just not my style. And so I think in your business, like you got to get really good at almost like hustling in silence, right? And I think like when I was head down building systems for three years, um, it wasn't glamorous and it was just, it was a grind, but I also loved it. And so for me, similar to how my buddies are car guys, for me, what fires me up is like being able to get to play the game every single day and actually getting into the business and making it better um, and building better systems. And also in my coaching role, like seeing my clients win, like that's what really fires me up now, right? It's not about, um, you know, make money so you can get a, a big fancy, you know, material possession or something that people think is cool. Um, just, just doesn't get me going. And I'm all about just investing. Like if you gave me a hundred grand today, I would not go out and get that Audi R8. I don't even know if that would be enough to buy it. Honestly, I wouldn't, I would go and look at how could I invest that, right? I'd probably look at a real estate deal of some degree um, and maybe get, you know, a hundred grand isn't going to go super far where we are here in, in the area of Canada here, but you could probably pick up you know, a condo in a pretty good area um, and rent it out, I'd probably look for an area that's Airbnb friendly and actually Airbnb the thing and have a management company, ideally, or a property manager um, run the deal of some kind, you know, just thinking out loud, but that's just kind of how my mind works. It's about the game. It's about the future return. And I think you just got to fall in love with like delaying gratification. And I think most service business owners, they just can't wait like for their payday, they're like 2022. Like I can't wait to get that $2,000 in my pocket. Cause it's just going to like burn a hole through my pocket and I'm going to go spend it where me, I'm like, give me two grand and I'm going to find a way to go and invest that in somewhere else. And so you look at like high level CEOs, like they pay themselves a dollar of salary per year because they just love what they do. Right. You can't put a price tag on success and you can't put a price tag on loving what you do. And so, again, I think that comes with the long-term mindset. If you truly love what you do, you can forego that payday today, like give up $1 today because you know, it's going to be worth three, six, nine, or 12 in the future. Um, and if that takes three years or takes eight years or 12 years, you're okay to wait because it's just that that's how you're, that's the game that you're playing. And so, 
you look at high level business people, I think they're usually playing a bigger game than our brains can even fathom, right? Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to say on, on that one. Um, and then let's see, last point is, yeah, like we talked about, right? I want to get a big payday now. And the long-term mindset is saying, that's great, but I'm going to invest those profits back in the business, right? And whether that's, you know, real estate or some form of cryptocurrency or mutual funds or, you know, individual stocks or, you know, tax-free saving account, whatever it is for you, figure out what that is. And like, for me, I like real estate because I don't find it super distracting. You know, if you have a ton of units, yes, it could be. But for me, it's more of a slow burn. It's like way out here on the right side of my desk. And I don't think about it that much. And it's just where I take money and put it into for the long term. Um, and then you have more your active income, right? What value are you bringing? Are you extracting to your business? Like you've got to bring value every day in order to pull out value. And if the money is not there at the end of the day, number one, you've got to look at your business model. I think sometimes, you know, we have people that I work with, they go out and hire a, a team. But they're saying, Dave, why am I not making the money I should be? Well, let's diagnose that. You're probably... I don't think you're paying them too high. I think you're actually charging them out at too little to your customer. I'd say 90% of the time that is the case. Um, and so you've got to change your price book now that you are running a serious long-term business. And that's a huge thing too, right? Um, a short-term thinking self-employed will say, I'm sick of these big companies because they rip off my customer. A long-term uh, visionary entrepreneur is going to say, hey, Bob, like if you don't level up your prices and your price book, you're going to actually be cheating your own self and your own family, and you're never going to be able to build a team. So like, it's just about choosing your heart, right? If you're going to go choose to not work out today, you're going to, you're not going to go die tonight, you know, knock on wood, but over the course of time, if you bail on your workout for the next eight years, you're probably going to take some time off your life and it's not going to be a great checkup at the doctor, right? So it's like success is not made on these individual little things. Oh, I missed one workout because, you know, my buddy had a hard time and had to meet up for coffee. Like that's totally different. It's when you bail out on this stuff on the regular and when you don't stay consistent. So like the short term thinks business is like a hockey stick and like, oh, get in on this curve of crypto or business or real estate before things go up. Like anytime someone is saying that of like urgency, I'm probably not going to super trust them. It's more like, hey, come in on your own time when you're ready. Don't wait too long. But when you're ready, come into this thing because over the long term, it's going to be awesome, right? You talk about anyone crypto it's like we're going to make our money back tenfold in like 90 days right that's why like the home service business it's not always super sexy because it's like you're going to get your hands super dirty for like two years and then it's going to be really messy scaling for another season or two but then by like year five you're going to start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and by like year seven like that's where it's going to be a whole lot better but you're still never be out of all your problems because a b and c right and so it's not like a sexy message to preach, but it is one that does last the test of time. And so I just want you to know there's no business, there's no opportunity in the world that's once in a lifetime. 
And I love the quote, right? Um, businesses like opportunities are like buses. There's always another one coming. And so you miss an opportunity, big deal, get back and focus on the thing. And the last thing I'll say too, is like, I think for the long term, yes, you want to diversify, but like we start to, like diversification is a form of risk mitigation, right? And so you look at someone worth, let's say $10 million for Bob to have all $10 million in one thing, let's say in like an operating company, um, that's not a great strategy because if something happened to that operating company, Bob's 10 million could go out the way, right? So that's why we want to have a holding company. That's why we want to have investment holdings, maybe a little bit of crypto, maybe a little bit of that. But I think a lot of people who like their net worth is below a million bucks, they're already talking about diversifying. It's like, why don't we just do more of the thing that actually worked? And so be very cautious of seeing all these opportunities up online and your buddy bought a gym and your other buddy bought a massage place and everybody's kind of got their one thing. Just focus on staying in your lane. I can promise you over one, two, three, four, five years, if you go deep on this in your business, you will have a cash flow that you can be freed up and go take and deplore to other opportunities. But I just think we start generally diversifying too early and I'm okay if you diversify, but it can't take your eye off the ball from like the main thing that you're trying to do. So just be cautious with that as well as you scale up. Again, keep a long-term mindset. I chose real estate. It was initially messy for the first number of months getting it going. But now it's like literally one to two hours a month of my time, right? Very little. And I like to do it just to stay current. Um, and so you don't really want to be running too many operating businesses that are going to take time. Um, and once you get going with stocks and stuff, you're up checking it. You're wondering about it. It's taking up mental space in your mind. So just go like all in on your business. And I can really recommend that if you take that long-term approach, you're going to start to make some wise decisions. So just wanted to end here. I think it's very sexy, very attractive to look short-term, what we can do in our business, right? Everyone wants to get in the pressure washing space and build an empire in, in 60 or 90 days. Um, it's going to take more time than that to build something sustainable. And so just step back and think, what are we doing in 2022 this year that's going to set up the next two or three years for success, right? And how you answer that question are you building the business for the long term or are we just trying to get some short term wins? Because most of your competition will be here just for the short term and they won't be here in three, five or seven years. And so if you can put the building blocks in now with a long term mindset, you're going to build something really awesome here. So I hope that you found some encouragement here. I hope you found some value. And I really hope that it helped adjust some of your mindset that you can go to your business this week and actually say, hey, these two or three things. I'm going to actually shore up and take more of this long-term perspective to build something really awesome. That's not just good in 2022, but it'll be here for the next decade or two decades and build a real asset that I could pass down to my family one day. Thank you everybody so much for watching. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and all the best as you continue to scale your business for the right reasons and for the long-term. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.